Today's episode of The Ride Podcast is brought to you by The Click Ring. Wear the ring and show the world that you can live your line at clicring.com. Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Friday, February 12, 2016, and this is The Ride. Hey everybody, Friday morning, Friday, Friday, Friday. So hey, if you were listening to uh, our recent podcast, you know that we had found out some information about teaching our kids some curriculum that would line up right with what they are wanting to do. And uh, so did a little bit of research since then and yeah, tweaked our thought process a little bit. And I just wanted to talk a little bit today about the sure thing. In life, is there anything that is a sure thing? They say death and taxes, right? I believe death is a sure thing. I believe our physical bodies will meet their end as they exist now. But we'll be raised up. We'll have new bodies and far as on this planet there's not a whole lot of sure things recently I watched a show called the big short about how the mortgage meltdown happened people thought their financial institutions were a sure thing too big to fail and now that's just a catchphrase for the exact opposite Sure things. When I was looking at what we could do with the kids, I was, I had my, my, uh, my vision cast a certain way. And then I did a little bit of research and thought, mm, I'm not sure if we want to do exactly what I had described to you guys the other day, because there were different circumstances I hadn't considered. So a couple days ago, I might have thought, yep, sure thing, that makes sense little bit of research and I think well maybe we'll tweak a few things is that bad to change your mind absolutely not God gives us wisdom if you're gonna go into a business deal with a buddy or a girlfriend whatever whatever it happens to be and you start feeling like I don't know things are changing between our relationship well, you might have a situation where you thought it was a sure thing, but maybe, just maybe, if you sit down and think about it, count the cost, maybe the relationship between you two is more important than the business between the two of you. Maybe, maybe not. And you might want to rethink whether you want to go into business with a person. I'm not saying if you go into business with somebody, it's just going to be bad, but your relationship will change. And if you're able to deal with that change, fine. But if you're not, you know, reevaluate. I meant to say reevaluate, but actually, it came out reevaluate, which is, I don't know if that's a word, but it should be because that's what you're doing. You're, val- you're determining the value, and you're going to revalue the thing. When it came to Seth's potential future, I revalued him having an, a third year, uh, let's see, a third year of, well, a 13th year of school to get a, 
to basically get an associate's degree, I reevaluated that because I'm thinking he would be better off, although it might cost more, he would be better off doing something slightly different. So I reevaluated it. We should always be doing that. Every step we take, we should be evaluating the step. If you want to go from here to there, but your step doesn't bring you closer to there, maybe it's a side step. Maybe it's going in the wrong direction. You need to evaluate those things. For example, if you, if you really feel like you want to go into business with somebody, but you have messed up the relationship this week because you did something stupid, probably in your best interest to correct that soon. Forgive somebody or offer forgiveness or whatever it happens to be, correct it soon. Because not one of us are perfect. And I have a lot of respect for people who can face up to their mistake and then move on. I'm much more able to let somebody off the hook if they are, if they stand up and be truthful than if somebody just tries to weasel out of responsibility. They might feel like they're getting out of responsibility and maybe they do, but I have remembered and kept a remembrance of that incident and it might affect their future ability to get more and more responsibility or whatever it is. Point is, man up, woman up, and then move on. Sure thing, the the only sure thing I'm aware of is something that's eternal and that's Christ and his love for us. You know, that's about what I trust and that's why I have faith in my God. Sure thing. (laughs) You ever say to somebody, when they ask you to do something, you say, sure thing. I hope that that means you do it and that it is a sure thing. The thing is sure. So I had an interesting week this last week. Uh, What I thought was a sure thing in my uh, working life turned out not to be. I don't know, we're gonna see today what the future holds for me. And uh, it's not a great feeling to not have everything figured out. But I don't know if you can tell in my voice, I don't have a lot of worry because God, I know, I, I, I promise you, I know that I know that God has taken care of our family. And things have happened over the last year that have um, not been, you couldn't explain it in the natural. It's not been reasonable or rational. Irrational things have happened for my benefit. And I believe that, I believe in the sure thing. I believe in the one who is the sure thing. And I believe that he has not forsaken me and I know that he's going to carry me on to the next thing. I know he's going to do that for you. If you're facing kind of some life change, whatever it is, or maybe you've got a very big mountain in your life, maybe a a child is dealing with an illness, or maybe you are, or a job loss, whatever it happens to be, it's so much like us humans to want to lean 
on the sure thing where the sure thing is something tangible we can see and touch like a job or or a relationship but you know these things aren't sure things and like I've said you've got to find the sure thing so that you can lean on it so that it doesn't let you down my relationship with Jesus Christ I feel is a sure thing even when I blow it at times I know he hasn't left me So I want you to rest in the sure thing, okay? So I don't know what it is for me. I don't know what my next week holds. Really, none of us know what our next hour holds, if you think about it. We've gone through life looking at what it is now, expecting the next hour to be, you know, we've never had too many things go crazy on us. You know, losing a job every day or something crazy. So we kind of feel like we can just coast a little bit and know that things are going to be kind of like they were. Isn't it funny how when tragedy strikes a small town in the U.S., one of the comments everybody seems to make is, we never thought that kind of thing would happen here. They were, they were expecting the status quo to keep on going. And, and then when it didn't, they're in a sh- state of shock. Well, we shouldn't be shocked so much, but we still need to rest on the thing that is sure. So what are you sure of today? And how can that help you, you know, make it day by day? That status quo thing kind of reminds me about kind of a rule of the weather. Seems like I heard this somewhere. That whatever the weather is right now, the forecast for tomorrow, I can tell you from statistics that about 80% chance tomorrow will be like today. And then the next day, 80% chance that the next day will be like today. So mostly it's kind of going to keep on doing the same thing, but there's that 20%. That 20% will rock your world. The fact that we have any kind of change in the weather from day to day is all because of that 20%. That variability. Well, our lives have variability because we got people in them. And people are fickle. They change their minds. Your business partner might decide that he's going to do something different than you thought, than you agreed to. (laughs) Who knows? So for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want to tell you something I've been doing a little bit more recently that has really been, I think, good for me and my kids and my wife. Now you might have thought Rusty James has been all about doing everything right, 100% rock solid, but I told you there's no sure thing and I have made mistakes. Yes, indeed. And of course, I've been realizing lately that as we've been looking ahead toward the future schooling of our kids, that they are growing up and there's nothing I can do to stop that. I I was shuddering thinking that some friends of mine who have got kids just a few years older than mine, well, maybe four years older than mine, and I remember when when they were the age of my kids, So in only four years, it seems like, and they're off 
you know, almost done with college kind of situations. And they're away from home, and I'm thinking, this is going to hit me, like, fast. And so I want to prepare. So what do you do to prepare? To prepare your kids, is what I'm saying. I think I've, I think I'm prepared myself, you know, for the, the time when my kids are gone and, you know, living their own life. I think I am. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe people older than me are laughing at me thinking, you don't know what you're talking about, perhaps. But I want to prepare my kids. So what's the best way? Well, I feel like I'm, I'm passing on a lot of nuggets of information and wisdom and things like that, but there's something more important than that. And I didn't really value it as much as I should have. My kids are unique. They have different love languages, different personalities, and I'm going to lump my wife into the mix. All of us have different, unique facets to our life, and that's true about everyone in your family. And men, especially you, listen up. As the head of your household, you have a responsibility, kind of like a pastor does for his flock to lead your flock and so the thing I've been doing lately I had started to uh, increase the deliberate nature of some of the information I was passing on to my kids uh, by reading some devotional type books and things like that and that's good and I'm going to keep on doing that but the thing I wanted to stress is prayer oh my goodness if you are only praying with your family at the dinner table, that's not enough. Your kids need to see you praying and being in faith about the answers to those prayers. Teenagers are going through stuff, man. I remember. And the world is rocky. The world is, there's things changing, man. The ground is changing under their feet and no more so true than this day and age with ridiculous stuff on the internet and technology giving kids the ability to do a lot of things. And sometimes the being grounded is just not there. And, and But if you will be in prayer with your kids... I'm not necessarily, say, force them to enter into the prayer, but you pray over your kids while they can hear you, while you're giving them a hug. I've been doing this lately. Before bed, I give them hugs. And while that hug is happening, I pray. I pray God's blessing over them, His protection, His wisdom will impart into their life, that there will be clarity of vision and thought. And I'm praying that over you right now, too. That nothing the enemy throws up will stand in the way of their victory. That nothing the enemy throws up will stand in the way of their trusting in the Lord their God. That there will be nothing that hinders them from reaching the full potential God has for them. Which, by the way, the full potential God has for them and you surpasses anything you could ever think of. But you already know that because you've been in the Word. Well, I want my kid's life to be 
in tune with the Spirit of God. And I believe that as we pray and as the kids are in agreement with these prayers, that that will come to pass. I believe in the power of prayer. And our kids need to know we do. Because I want to raise my kids so that they believe in the power of prayer. So that they will raise up their kids to believe in the power of prayer. And maybe just that right there is the fulfillment of the will of God for their life. You just don't know. Many of us would be very happy if our kids would grow up and raise their children, their households, in the ways of the Lord so that the kids will expect and be empowered to fill out the mission God has for them. I mean, I can't think of a better thing. So this changing world, everybody's emotions and thoughts and likes and dislikes, they're fickle, they change. But our Lord God is solid as a rock, dependable, trustworthy, and will never leave you. So as I go through this thing in my near future, I know that no matter what happens, he's going to take care of me. He knows about the sparrows. He knows the hairs on my head. You think he can't get me through this? I'm his child. If what I was saying a few minutes ago about the best thing in the world is to pray with your kids and get them set straight so that they're going in the right direction so they can raise the next generation, and that's me, earthly father, wanting that for my kids and grandkids, don't you think God Almighty wants you to succeed? Come on! I'm preaching myself happy. He wants you to succeed, but you got to trust in Him, the unchanging Lord. Trust in Him. He will keep your feet from slipping. Obey Him. He will keep your vision steadfast on the prize. Talk to Him, and He will give you His heart. And those things will help guide you, keep you I was going to say keep you like on the straight and narrow, but really it's just to keep you, to keep you hearing his voice. And when you hear his voice, you won't want to stray. Isn't that the way it is? When you hear the voice of the Lord, you won't want to stray from it. When you're really hearing the voice of the Lord. I think that's the key right there. If you're really hearing the voice of the Lord, then you will not want to stray from it. Because he satisfies Okay, well, my brain went blank there for a moment because I was dealing with traffic issues. But hey, I hope this has helped you. It's helped me. It's encouraged me. I still don't know what's happening in my days ahead. But I can guarantee you one thing. I will be trusting on the Lord no matter what. On my high days, on my low days, I will be trusting the Lord. And I can't, I can't not do that. I've been too invested with my Savior. He is my sure thing. He is your sure thing. I want to pray. Lord God, you are unchanging. You are dependable. You are there. When the world wants to lie to me and tell me that you're not there, I refuse to believe that. And by faith, I'm trusting in the Word of God as my guidebook. By faith, I'm speaking to you right now. 
knowing that you are hearing my petition. And as we all are in agreement right now, everyone who hears my voice, we're in agreement that we trust you as the sure thing and that no matter what happens, we will continue to trust in you as the sure thing. And even though the world may stumble and trip around and come up with who knows what kind of craziness, you are steadfast, O Lord, and my foot will not slip as I walk in your way. So Lord, thank you so much that we can be victorious today. We lift up your mighty name in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys know what this means. You stay in that word. You live in peace and you pray. And I'm serious. You pray for those who persecute you. I don't want that just to be a catchphrase. I want you to be doing this stuff. Pray for those who persecute you. And you know what I mean. You do that and your eyes will be clear and you'll have God's heart and you'll be able to deal with things in the best way. And know that though the world changes, you've got a sure thing in heaven, but also on earth with you, backing you up. And I will see you on the flip.